7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. It's unbelievable. It's insane to think that I'm the first South African to to win a MotoGP race. Um, you know, I, the, the South Africans back at home are just insane. Huge motor motorsport fans and sports fans in general. So. Um, since I started racing, I've seen how I feel like I have the whole country behind me. So uh, to get the first victory was absolutely amazing, not only for me, but, you know, I feel like it, it's going to, I hope it does great things in, in South Africa for our sport. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how to explain it. It's the most insane thing for me. Um, you know, I, I've always thought that I try to let my results speak for themselves and, uh, it seems that so many people took so much joy out of me getting a good result almost that it's, it's insane. I think the thing that really just drove it all was it was so unexpected. So I think everybody really enjoyed that fact about it. It's crazy. Um, my phone, I, I've had it on flight mode for, for basically 24 hours now because it was insane. It was going ridiculous, you know, I think. I think every person I've ever met given me a message or tried to call me or something, so it was insane. It was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, I phoned, phoned my, my mom and dad a couple times, but they were always on the phone when I called, so they didn't answer a couple times. But it's insane because for sure they, I could tell how happy they were. And, uh, you know, it was huge sacrifices for us as a family. Um, well, for me, it was, I was just a teenage kid going racing and I was living my dream, basically just going to be in the MotoGP paddock. And uh, for my parents, you know, there were massive sacrifices behind the scenes. We had some tough times. It was difficult at the beginning. And a day like yesterday just makes everything fall into place and makes everything worth it. And good evening, everybody, and uh, thank you for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabiso Musia, Katlejo Mudiba, and Timothy producing the show, and Patrick Munana is in technical. We can never get tired of hearing from Brad Binder, and that's the clip that we've opened with our new hero, our new sensation, the history-making uh, MotoGP rider, Brad Binder. And this is the first official reaction after his sensational win at the Czech MotoGP on Sunday, and that sound is courtesy of his sponsors, Red bull and uh, he says there that is that to put his phone on flight mode because he just can't keep up with the reaction the, the interview we played yesterday was from an interview we did with brett binder brett binder uh, last year in november so this is officially the first piece of reaction from him and uh, he's uh, he hopes that his win at the czech republic will help reignite interest in the sport in south africa and we sure hope so uh, too that the youngsters will be watching brett binder and they will also aspire to be like him one day that's the power of sport and that's what sport and winning uh, does but uh, the absa premiership is officially back tonight and uh, and ah uh, well it is half time actually at the dobsonville stadium in the game between mamelodi sundowns and orlando pirates that is the first game uh, since football was uh, suspended in march due to the coronavirus and it is still goalless there i see the teams have just come back for the second half so we will uh, take your reaction later on on the show if you want to weigh in on the result regardless of what happens in the next 45 minutes but uh, you can call us on 0891 104 
or you can SMS us to 41391. Unfortunately, our WhatsApp is still not working uh, this evening, so we'll, you'll have to call us or SMS us directly. But that's just half of the story from this game because the big news is that for Orlando Pirates, Tembin Lodge as well as Justin Shonga are not in the match day squad and the club has released a statement and they say that Lodge and Shonga have been excluded from the squad that reported for the uh, bio bubble on Sunday following a breach of the team's protocols and the club says it's our role and duty to ensure that all members of this organization are fully compliant and aware of the measures that are in place both players will be afforded the opportunity to return to play once the disciplinary processes have been finalized. Mr. Loch and Mr. Shonga will also be required to undergo two COVID-19 tests, which both must be negative as per the protocols dictate before they can resume any club activity. So how's that? Loch and Justin Shonga, they're not in the match day squad because they could not adhere to the strict COVID-19 regulations. Unbelievable. And we're going to have reaction on that later on on the show. Uh, this game is live on SABC3 and it's also live on all 11 radio stations, well, on 11 radio stations of the SABC. But, um, Tonight, we are going back to a conversation we had last week with Coach Simpiwe Lulu about her career from being a player to a coach to a TV analyst and also a graduate, I must add, from Tux. Unfortunately, the line let us down last week, but Coach Lulu has been kind enough uh, to speak to us again this evening. So we're going to speak to her shortly and we'll pick up where we left off last week. And once again, if you want to join our conversation, you can call us 0891-104-207 or you can SMS us to 41391. Tabiso Musia on SAFM. Let's let's welcome back now Coach Simpiwe Lulu. Thank you very much for taking our call again, Coach, and for being available to speak to us this evening. And uh, being able to invite you back to the show. Thank you. We, we, we really appreciate it. And we, people, a lot of people were enjoying the conversation last week. And I want to pick up where we left off because it was just a profile interview. We were looking at your career. We were talking about your work as a coach. And I think where we got cut off, you were telling us about that you're not only a coach to these under-17 girls that you coach in the national team, but you are also a mother to them. You have to play that role. On that note, I mean, what kind of situations do you have to deal with or do you have to address when it comes to these under-17s that you work with? I mean, they are girls. Uh, first of all, they deal with um, physical challenges uh, like uh, having a menstrual cycle. That uh, you have to put aside being a coach and be a mother first to understand um, those dynamics. Uh, some of them have uh, boyfriends. They are starting, you know, uh, I mean, they are teenagers, you know. Mm. So it's certain conversations that you have with them and understand their flow, what do they want to be in life. And sometimes it's not too serious conversations about football, but just to understand what is their favorite color, you know? Do they really love the long hair or the short hair? You know, can they clip hair? You know, just to get a feel of when they're relaxed, what do they like? Because then on the field you can use it, you know. I know some of them, if they don't like certain type of food, I, I always say to them, if you don't perform so well, then we're going to make sure we serve you that type of food that you don't like. And it's conversations like that that really build a relationship with them to make sure also they're comfortable because if they're not comfortable with me, it's not easy for them to give me the desired results on the field. 
And we touched on education. You were saying how important education is because they're all excited. They just want to play football and they've got this dream. How do you then find that balance to make them uh, focus also on their education and to make them know that you have to have something to fall back, fall back on? I think most importantly, we are realistic with them to say currently the situation of women in sport is not as lucrative as men's uh, men in sport, you know, because um, endorsements, deals, um, funding, remuneration is not the same. What do they have uh, to fall back on and to build a career afterwards? Because most important is for us to be real with them to say not all of them might make the national team uh, under 20 or banyana banyana and injury can happen. They can have change of heart as well because they're still 16, 17. They have a long road ahead of them. So we try to inspire them as much as we can to say, if you have uh, some level of education, it will help you um, to be able to say, can I read a contract? Can I have a conversation that can help elevate, take me to the next level? You know, because some of them um, are not as academic to say they might go to varsity, but we try to push them to a level where um, if given a chance to go to university, let them look at the truth where they play and, 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 and study at the same time. But we try by all means to say, let them have a grade 12. Let them be able to, you know, at least expand their options. But education and sport, we always preach that because for women's football, it's not easy for them not to, you know, have something that they can build on as well. Parallel, it could be parallel with their football mm. or it could be uh, something backwards. Because when you're a bit older also, it's difficult to say, let me start this course, let me start this. It's a little bit too late, but it's easy to do a refresher course for your degree, for your uh, diploma, or your qualification that you have. And then on that note, are they allowed to bring homework to camp? Do they get to catch up on their schoolwork in camp? On the call-up letter, uh, school books is on top. Before you even we even say bring your shin pads and your focus <laughs> boots, school books is on top, and we have a tutor. We made sure to have a tutor. I think uh, Safa has um, really played us good in that form, where they are able to bring a tutor into camp, so that um, she's able to help them align, uh, look at their timetable, to see where are they at school, where do they need help, um, fast track. Some of them come into camp when they have tests, so. Uh, the tutor would be able to do that. So even in my schedule for the week, mm. there's study time. If there's exams, uh, the tutor will tell me this one is writing exams at this time. She can't train or she can't train at this time. So we make sure that we prioritize uh, them studying while in camp. Well, that's good to hear. You mentioned also, Coach, that women's football is not as lucrative as the men's game. Maybe there's a parent listening to us, their daughter plays f- football, and they want to know, can they make a career out of the game, whether it's in South Africa or overseas? And by career, I mean football being your only source of income. I think with how the world is evolving right now, we see in Spain, in the USA, uh, they have one of the most successful women's league. Uh, we see in England, in, in France, different countries, because now you see even our players in South Africa, they are also playing their trade overseas, and they are earning money for that. So for a parent that is listening at home, I would say encourage your child, educate them as much as you can, because 
they will fall into the trap where we've seen uh, with men's football, some of them have made so much money with playing, but because they did not have financial literacy, for example, some of them have squandered their money that they've played hard and money, mm-hmm. you know, so... I think we are moving towards a direction where they will be able to make a career and a good living from that. But it, it might take longer in other countries, like in South Africa right now, we don't have a, a, a professional league. It's still an amateur league, though a national league, mm-hmm. but it's an amateur league where players are not paid yet. You only get remunerated if you're in the national team. Junior uh, youth teams, you are not paid for it. But the most important thing is for them to make sure they work hard. They are ready for an opportunity to say, they go play overseas, extend their career. I mean, I'm looking at Tembi Fatana, Linda Mutalo. Uh, they are the ones that also went overseas to play. And, you know, they're getting good money where they're playing. And also a good endorsement, you know. So I think we are moving into the right direction where uh, they can make a career out of football. You, you mentioned that women's football in the country is not professional yet. In your opinion, how far do we still have to go until we get to that stage? And is there a will for women's football to become professional, do you think? Yes, there's definitely a strong will for us to have a professional league. And I think with the National League, it's a step in the right direction because it's in a format that uh, you would see a, a professional league being run. Uh, it's just certain things that are not as professional as yet. You know, um, but definitely the structure that we have right now, there's a lot of improvements that need to take place. Uh, we need to improve on so much in terms of resources, access to those resources as well for the individual teams um, and other things that can happen around that endorsement, sponsorship, uh, viewership, marketing. There's a lot that still needs to improve with that. But I think we're on the right track because, I mean, that's all. Um, is still uh, is below the Women's National League. And National League is where you play the best of the best in the country, where else in Sassol it's still limited to provinces. So I think with the National League, we are in the right, on the right direction. Um, and we, we just need to work even harder and improve and be better. I mean, Rome is not built in one day, but at the same time, we can't move with snail pace, where we say, oh, we'll get there. No, time flies, you know. Otherwise, we'll be left behind. I mean, Kat is also uh, uh, doing club um, competition. So now that means we need to make sure that we have strong teams coming out of our country because now they're going to compete at Kat level So as club. So that tells you that we are moving into the right direction. We just need to move quicker. But at the same time, we have to make sure it's quality um, input there so that uh, we don't cut corners. We make sure that our foundation is solid. If anything goes wrong, we are able to take a step back and rectify so that you can move further forward. And for those who are just joining this conversation, we are talking to former Banyana Banyana captain uh, Simpiwe Lulu, also a coach now of the uh, under-17 national girls uh, team. Uh, she took them to the FIFA Women's World Cup, of course, and she's also a TV analyst. And we're going to get into that and into a career. Maybe let's move forward and take this conversation forward. Coach, you are also a sports science graduate from Tux. Firstly, why sports science? <laughs> or is it obvious? I think... <laughs> I think um, I wanted to be an economist uh, when I was studying and to be quite honest it was as easy to waking up come back uh, freshen up go to class 
in the afternoon you come back, you drop your books, you are off to the field to train. That was our routine, you know, and it was not as easy. And academically, sometimes you drop, uh, but most of the time uh, you push as hard as you can. So for me, I looked and I said, what can work for me, you know, um, in terms of what I want to achieve? And I loved um, the idea of me of being in a fraternity because where we were at the High Performance Center, mm. it's a sports haven, you know. And I said, it looks interesting. I'm in football. I'd want to know more because sports science talks about sports injuries, um, conditioning. It, it talks about a lot. Uh, it talks about physiology. And I was interested in that. Um, so I said, let me do sports science. And because I also want to be a coach in future, I think it will come in handy for me to understand that we're in Shaisabantuanama 20 laps from Hala. You know, I need to know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. You know, so having a, a sports science degree has really come in handy for me because I'm able to say if a fitness or strength and conditioning coach is not sure of what they are doing, I'm able to come in and say, well, what's your plan? What do you need to do? I understand those dynamics. It's important because the game has evolved so much that uh, we need to equip ourselves as much as we can, you know. So this degree has come in handy for me as a coach because it has pushed me to a greater levels where I'm able to understand from a physiological part of things, a physical part of things, a psychological part of things, because that sports science gives you sports psychology, the sports finance, there's everything, the sports law into it. So it gave me a bigger spectrum of things. Ah, that's very good to hear. And talking about the talks where you graduated, that's where also your transition to coaching started. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. Um, in 2011, I said, let me finish my degree, make sure to graduate. And then um, I was given an opportunity because I sat down with the um, football manager, oh, Mr. Ken, we call him Chief Um I sat down with him and I told him what I wanted to do, what I wanted to achieve. And I started with my coaching badges. So I had a plan in 2011. I sat down with myself and I started planning, mapping out what exactly do I want to be, you know, and where do I want to go. And um, tax was a was a great place for me to do that because uh, they were very open-minded and they are there to help nature and propel us to the next level support us as much as we can. And that's what they gave to me. They gave me a starting chance. And I did my best to excel with their help and, and support. But I believe it was not easy. I've once heard a story that some of the players were not happy with you being promoted to head coach at the time. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, I started out as a player coach. They were still okay with that until I took over to be head coach. Uh, because um, most of them were players that I played with. They were my teammates. And now having to take instructions from me, I was doing things differently from the previous coach. You know, so um, we didn't get along with, you know, we didn't agree on a lot of things. And they said, no, you don't want me uh, to be their coach. But the the manager there, Mr. Kenneth, he said, this is a person that I want in charge of this program because I have a vision and I think she's a right candidate. He believed in me. Mm. And thereon, if I was not strong-willed, I think that was a turning point for me. I could have just left coaching and tried something else. But because I think it's a calling for me, um, I went on and I and I fought with tears. Sometimes 
Some of them would abscond and not come to training. Sometimes I have seven players at training. I finished the league with seven, eight players. But I worked hard with the ones that I had. And most importantly, a turnaround for me was sitting down with them to ask, what exactly is your problem? And they sat down with me to say, it's your way of the highway. You can't work like that. Remember, there's a transition. Mm. So we sat down and we met things out. We ironed things out. They were transparent. And I also had to do an introspection to say, okay, how do I tone and step back a bit and do things differently so that we are able to have harmony between me and them? Because it's my career, it's their life. They, some of them are making a career, are going to push and have a career out of football, and I need to make it pleasant for them, yet challenging as well. Okay, and you've mentioned the same name twice now, Mr. Kenneth Neruvalani, and guess what? He joins us on the line. Brakeni! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brakeni, good evening. Good evening, Chinese. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. And you, sir? I wish Kilino died. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's here. You can go ahead and say hi to her. Hi, Shaki. <laughs> hi, Chipilili. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. Good to hear from you. <laughs> Thank you for coming through. Chipilili. I didn't know that name. I just know you as Brakeni from Tax. And when your name came up twice here, we thought, no, it's important we call you here because she says, she just told us now, I think we were dialing you. I don't know if you heard that part, but Simpiwa says that uh, you actually believed in her as a coach and you helped her with the transition, even though the other players were um, not happy with the promotion to being coach. What did you see in her that you, you believe that she can do the job? Yeah. I think you, she told you that uh, she came through the high performance program, which yes. was uh, a, a pilot project of SAFA. And, and, and when she passed grade 12, she came through to assistant as a first year. And by second year, she was already a captain of the ladies' team. And I could see sort of like, yeah, you have a potential leader. And, and that's where you need to invest your, your resources and time with such people, because if you want to really grow a program, so you need such kind of people. And that's what I realized. And at the moment when... I sat down with her and began to understand where she wants to go, live weather coaching, weather administration, and she was very clear that she wants to really make difference with coaching. So that's why I decided then then that she's going to really start as a player coach, and then she's going to really take over this, this team. But for me, I, I see her as, as someone who's going to really act more for you to the country. She says you also had to intervene or, or rather you stood by her when some of the players uh, were not happy with her being promoted or they doubted her coaching ab- ab- ability. Tell us more about that. Yeah, you know, of course, maybe from my side, I had to really make a decision. And of course, the senior players had to be against that decision. Uh, they, they felt like she's not ready. And then seven players came to my office and then they, they, they said, I must choose. It's either the to get the clearance to go to other teams or she goes. Mm-hmm. So, so, but for me, I've made a clear decision to say, this is the future coach. And I said to them, I said, I give you a clearance. I'm standing by my decision. She's going to be the, 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 the coach for the team. So, so, and some of the players, of course, the senior players, they gave them clearances. And then some of the, the players, they hang around and then they give a chance. And, and it was really clear because if I really, uh, really listened to them, I can tell you now, it has gone to destroy Shoti and to not be football today. Mm. And what was the issue, Brakeni? I don't want to dwell too much on this, but what was the issue? Was it because she was inexperienced or was it because they wanted a male coach? Oh, you see, the, 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 the sad part within the women's football in sport in general, what I have observed, whether it's sports administration, whether it's coaching, 
I, I've seen so many times the way the, the women, they don't really support each other enough. You know, mm-hmm. you can go now if you really go when the Saskatchewan election. So all the women now, they don't want to stand as a president. They want to really support the men and they don't want to support each other. So it, it's a mentality and attitude which you need to change within the women's football and women's sport where they begin to, to believe in themselves to support each other. And finally, what do you make of her progression then from that time you gave her the, 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 the opportunity to be the head coach at Tux to now Simpiwe Lulu being the national team coach? I was so excited that they, don't, they didn't really throw in a detail to, to start with the Wanyana Wanyana. They gave her the under-17. <laughs> and she can really progress with the national team, with the under-20. And when it comes to be a national coach for the senior team, you should be ready for that. And I'm not surprised now the difference she's making with the other 17. I mean, to take the team to the world, to the, to, to the world stage, mm. that shows you that we have a potential of a coach who, if you give him a support system, will achieve. And what really excites me, Tammy, all those other players and people who are trying to block a progression, she's really hooping them in the national setup. Wow. No? So she didn't really hold grudge and say, you, 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 you deprived me of opportunity last time but she's recruiting them to be the national setup. That's great. I'll let you have the say the final word to her, Brakeni, before we release you. I know number of people I heard that uh, when it comes to the two of you, you and Amanda, when it comes to, to to analyze football, it's only not that they, these women are very good football analysts, but you are just Top of the top analyst when it comes to the football in general, and something which we are proud of from the university point of view, and I think it's really encouraging and motivating to the other youngsters. Thanks, Brakeni. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. Thank you, Chiefy Lili. That was uh, Chiefy Lili there, uh, just saying some good words about Simpiwe Lulu and uh, how he believed in her and gave her that chance. And he said something very important, Simpiwe, that now you are roping them in and you are working with them. And he also highlighted that maybe there's a bit of um, the women don't support each other in football. Is that maybe your way of trying to change that uh, and, and trying to just put a positive spin to everything? I think um, there's, a, there's a song by Lina where she says, if you want to change the world, it has to start with you, you know. Um, and that, that's, that's my motto. If I want to see positivity, it has to start with me. I can't be holding grudges and looking back and saying, but this person was not good to me or this system was not good to me, so I'm going to do the same and hurt people and not progress. That is, that is who I am. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pioneer for change. I'm a pioneer for greatness, you know. So... And I believe if people believe in your dream, you are able to propel and push even further. So I believe in bringing quality close to me, people that know what they're doing, people that understand that we work with change, we work with empowering one another. And I don't hold the key. I'm just put in a place where I'm able to, you know, improve other people's lives. I'm put in a place where I'm able to say, uh, someone give me a chance. Can I also give you a chance and let's work? And for me, it's always about work. It's always about being better. It's always about empowering other people, empowering each other. And it's true. Uh, most of the time, the, the people that block your way is the same gender as you. Women sometimes pull each other down because I don't want Impure to be greater than me. I don't want Impure to be um, 
further in her career than me because I'm better I deserve. We have so much entitlement that we are, we forget that uh, if I let other people shine, that brightness is also going to come to me as well. You know, so mm. I think as women we have to change the mindset first before we can extend a hand and want um, the opposite gender to be able to support us, men to, to support us. We have to change this, the perspective ourselves so that when we go and, and fight different boundaries, different um, battles, we are strong together. So how will we stay together if we keep breaking each other, tearing each other down, you know? Um, I always say I'm not better than this other person. I always say I want to be great as that person, greater than them, but in a sense that they also propel and be better, you know. So if we have that mentality, we'll go further together. They say if you want to just run as fast as you can, go alone. But if you want to run further and longer, go with more people and that's 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 me i want to go with more people that are determined and sometimes you don't find strong willed people but you 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 inspire them because i was also inspired someone believed in my dream they inspired me they pushed me they monitored me they mentored me so why not do the same thing for others as well and for those Simpio Lulu maybe that are not familiar with your journey and they just see you on TV or they just see you as a coach, where does the interest or the love for, of football come from? <laughs> I, I I come uh, from the heart of football. and I was born and bred uh, in Alexandra. <laughs> they always say you cannot be a boy coming from the township you know mm. um but obviously there's other boys that have never played the game i think i was better than some of the boys that i played with and they were okay with it some were not okay with it um but those are the dynamics you know we always have different um perspectives things but uh, that's where it was engraved and I always chose football over everything if you'd find me playing skipping whatever I'm a team but if the boys are you sorry I don't even say you'll find you see me kicking a ball with the boys you know so yeah that's that's where the love for football started and it, it, it grew with me it made me who I am I mean I learned everything with a ball on my feet and who were some of your idols growing up? <laughs> I didn't have many um, idols growing up. Um, I just was inspired by uh, my difficult situation uh, background coming from the township where you don't have access to resources. You don't have a lot of role models, especially coming from uh, the townships where there's a lot of crime and all of that. So I mean, I've been big situation around me with teenage pregnancy, there's all of this mm. and say I want to be better. And I, I always looked at my mom and, and said she was uh, she had me when she was young and I said I wanted to break that record. I told her, said I wanted to break that record. I want to be 21. I want to do this. And so we're always making a pact with my mother. She's the one that made sure I, I, I stayed real with my dreams. But in terms of football, I looked at Tuskarango Bese. I loved how he played, how cool and collected he was. Obviously, I was not as talented as he was, and I was not as uh, magical as You're he was. You're a defender. The <laughs> yes, but the confidence is what I took. His calmness is what I took, and I, and, and and that got into 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 my way of playing. Overseas, I looked at Ukanavaro and I said he's one of the shortest centre backs, and he's excelling. I mean, to be Ballon d'Or as a defender, mm-hmm. so short. 
And I said, why not? I looked at myself and I said, Mina, anyone that plays against you, the ones of Chel Gutsloyana, massive personality. I'm the shortest on the field. So I, I took bits and pieces of different players um, and, and, and I put that into my game and to, you know, grow and be a, a, a certain player. And in the women's side of things, because growing up, there wasn't women's football that was exposed to us so much. I didn't get to see too much of Abu um, Pusham and all of that. But when I played with them, I said, I want to grow that character of to be so fearless. You know, mm. about Veronica Pewa. Mm. And Umpumi Nyandeni was my age, and she played at Banyana Banyana. And I said, I always said to him, Umpumi, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. But those are the relationships, you know. You grow and be better. And she used to, you know, say to me, <laughs> And I think she was 15 when she made her debut. Umpumi, ne? Yes, yes, hmm. she was. Yes, and when I when I when I got to the high performance center and told and I was in the same gym with them training with them, I was like, What? Mm. So it means my you know, my dream can be a reality. So those are the people that I looked at and I thought I could be better. And we've got a call here from Alex. I, I would think it's somebody that knows you. Let's see. Malvin, good evening. <laughs> hello hello, Malvin. How's it? How's it? Fine, thanks in you, Malvin. I believe you're from Alexandra. Yes, yes. So you must know then uh, Simpua very well. Yeah, man. Uh, Ushot is one of uh, our proudly uh, Alex products that we always pride ourselves in. Oh. So I know you quite, quite a lot, yeah. And how well do you know her? Well, I've known her as a player. I've known her as a coach. I've known her... Uh, as a, a member from Alex, uh, I know her quite very well. We've uh, coached against each other when she used to coach at the Pretoria University. So we used to discuss and share a lot of uh, football uh, issues, challenges, and how we can improve uh, women's football. And what do you make of her rise to the top, Malvin? She's still rising, by the way. Yeah, I think uh, for somebody that uh, grew up uh, in, in a township, Farane Alex, where we have produced a number of uh, legends, uh, she has the potential uh, also to become one of the uh, best legends that we have produced in our township. And she remains a great role model for the young kids that grow up now, like us, to uh, aspire, which they can uh, play football, uh, get educated, and uh, be a good parent as well. I was just discussing uh, the other day Nae, about uh, how she has managed to mingle between uh, being a coach, uh, being a, a TV personality and being a parent at the same time. So it shows really such things are possible to be done. And is there anything you'd like to say to her? Now I'm the one interviewing you. Simpiwe. Yes, coach. Yes, I would like to say uh, keep on raising as high as possible into a better place. We would one day want to see our under-17 national team uh, reaching a final. And I believe uh, it's shaped you to have that character where you're able to maneuver and uh, take on bigger challenges. So I'd like to say and uh, keep shining the Alex Flake guy.
Coach. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Thank Thanks for joining us. Coach M- Malvin there from Alexander saying that he's coached against us in Pewet Lulu there. And uh, thanks for the call. That was a lovely one. On that note, you said you started, you were playing football in Alex, Coach. Were you playing with girls or is it one of those where you were playing in a boys' team? Because uh, there weren't many girls that played that I knew of. Um, the only person growing up being on which was the sister was because my mom used to tell me about her. Mm-hmm. We can see her stadium. You know. And I had an opportunity to meet her <laughs> you know, and, and spend time with her. And 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 all of those stories, the stories that pushed me and said to me, "Make us see that we succeed." Also, another thing that I needed to understand: and focus, and you know, that also. Okay, we just need to take a quick break there. Uh, as the line is failing us, hopefully it will be strong when we come back after this break or we'll change the lines and we'll wrap up our conversation with Simpia Lulu. There's actually so much to talk to her about. We've been doing it for two weeks now and we haven't even got into the TV side of things and I think we need to get into that to give her the respect that she deserves. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Once again, we do apologize. Our WhatsApp number for voice notes is not working today. Hopefully, um, it will be fixed as soon as possible. So you can call us though on 0891-104-207 or SMS us to 41391. It's still goalless between Pirates and the Sundowns. Less than 10 minutes left there at an empty Dobsonville Stadium. And we're wrapping up our conversation with Coach Simpiwe Lulu. And we're going to get reaction from that game as soon as it finishes. Especially the big story with Lodge and uh, Justin Shonga not making the match day squad because they breached protocol there but let's go back to our conversation coach we haven't even spoken about your tv career but firstly i want to find out how do you look back at your banyana banyana playing career you even captained because i saw a tweet a couple of weeks ago when you were saying that you were seeing one of your games on tv and i think you'd never watched yourself play or you'd never watched that game how, how do you look back at your career <laughs> I get excited uh, when I look back at my career because it's really of really worked hard. Um, there's a lot of well, there's some things that I would have wanted to to have done better. But then I remember which, that's a journey, and that's how you learn. That's how you become better. And still, you know what <laughs> nothing would have been perfect, you know. But uh, I enjoy. I take pride in myself and. I, I, I look at my teammates and I see how far we've come, how much we've been in this game. And I'm really proud of myself because mostly we don't celebrate our achievements, we don't celebrate our journeys as much as we should be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, when football went to Detroit and I saw that on SVPC, I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited because back then you wouldn't really see our games on TV as much, you know. At least now, uh, when Nana plays, you can see them on TV, and even SBC gets to capture uh, the Women's National League. But when I look back, I I, 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 I don't wish to go back and change anything. If you look at the ideal enough, and that's what God wanted me to be, that's how much energy he gave me at that time. And yeah, I enjoy everything. 
Uh-huh. And is it 63 caps? Is that the right number? Yes, 63 caps with one goal. It wasn't an own goal. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember it? I'm sure you do. Was it a long range? I do. I do. It's the only goal. Actually, it was a header. I crossed from Mama <laughs> I remember we were playing against Ghana. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and she crossed. I just bulldozed past the defender and I went. I was playing left wing uh. on the day. Coach had moved me from right back to left wing because it was a typical change. Hey, born and I jumped high and I went for the hill. God, I ran the whole field. I was tired after that. <laughs> I can imagine you out jumping everybody else there. <laughs> and uh, let's yeah. go to the lines. Do we have William there in the Free State? William, good evening. Oh, good evening. Is that Tabiso? Yes, it, it's it's me and Simpiwe, sir. Oh, right. Okay, I, I love Simpiwe. Hello. Okay, all right. Uh, yes, you are a good coach, but you are not. You are not. You are not. You are not, you are not good teacher. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Friend, friend, Houston Smith used to ask me to go with them. Mm. Well, when their doctor was not available, so I used to go with her, with the with the with the, with the team Banyana Banyana. Mm. She was still playing that time. Oh, that's so cool. we we were in Nigeria. She was teaching me how to swim. <laughs> but <laughs> <how> to swim. <laughs> but <laughs> Even today, I still don't know how to swim. <laughs> hey, you really are exposing yourself, yeah. But it's never too late. I still don't know how to swim. Even after 20 years, 20 years back now, almost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how are you, Sintiwe? Right. I'm going to know you. <laughs> hey, you still remember me? I still you remember <laughs> Forgotten, long time ago, long time ago. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. 20 okay. years is a long time. But thanks, William, but it's never too late to get in the water there and learn how to swim. Guys, I know most of us, we have challenges when it comes to water. It is never too late. There are opportunities now. You can go and learn how to swim so you can enjoy your December holiday with the kids. Please, let's do the right thing. Coach, as we as we wrap up now, you, you moved into TV. For some of us that watch you on TV analyzing matches, it seems like it was a smooth transition. Was it a smooth transition? Um, being a coach helped. Because as a coach, you get to analyze matches in detail. And the only difference was that you are delivering to people that are 52 million that will judge you and tell you, I'll be there. I'm a little bit better. I'm going to learn about the space too. But I think the people that I had with me, especially with the first thing that I did on TV, they were incredible and they made it easy for me. I mean, I was with Amanda Jamini and Eurobima, Kalim Blakely, and against Pfizer, she's a I was never, sometimes I did not even hear the questions from Rob, but uh, because of, <laughs> because of, 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 of how good they are at what they are doing, it was easy for me to come and deliberate and speak from the heart and, and try to, be as scared as I could be and I think I grow with every game that I do on TV because we learn every day. Sometimes mm. people criticize us to say, what are these women doing in studio? We're okay. We are still human beings in studio. We're okay. Some good criticism we take to improve. And bad criticism, you go back and see how truthful is it, you know, and how better can I prepare so that I can deliver 
a, a, a good job when I when I talk about this game because as women, especially in that space, uh, there's a lot of figures that are pointing at us because some people still believe we don't belong in that world. It's our world. It's a free country. It's a free world. And for those that still support us, we enjoy that. You know, uh, every time I hear good feedback mm. from people and good advice from people, it helps uh, make us to be better. You know, because we always want to give the best mm. of, of of what we know and what we learn with the game. And and more than anything. I always enjoy the opportunity to be called up to say thank you. Come to your work. I enjoy it. I love it. It makes me. It helps me to be a better coach as well. You are also in the crossfire as an analyst. I know it's some people's favorite games uh, to disagree with the analyst or to say they don't know what they're talking about. What is key to being a good analyst, in your opinion? I think it's to be prepared and know your facts as much as you can you know, and try to deliberate what is truthful. Sometimes your truth might not be uh, the truth that the next person sees, you know. And more than anything, to make sure that you entertain, you educate, you inform people as much as you can. Help people see a, a game from a different aspect as well, to see things that are not as obvious. Because the fans, sometimes it's important to go to mm. you know, But if I'm able to have a closer look to see what technique did he use, how was the angle, could he have made a great pass, mm. you know, uh, could he have given a hard pass and so as a chip. Or, so being able to go into detail with it is what we focus more into it. And to be fair, more than anything, you know, to give as we can. We're not going to be fair for everyone, but to, to, to be as keen as possible and respect as they are and entertain people more than anything. Mm. Okay. And and just finally, what is your message to young girls around the country during this Women's Month and those who love sport and even those who, are, who don't even love sport? I think the first thing is uh, love yourself because if you love yourself, you are able to take care of you, you are able to dream, uh, dream further and you are able to protect your intellect as well. Um, and we live in a difficult time where gender based violence is something that is real. Um, I mean, it was emotional to say we are celebrating Women's Month. Some women are six feet under. Even on Women's Day, a woman has died, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, take care of themselves, you know, put themselves in a where they are able to be protected. And be fearless. Being fearless means you are able to chase your dreams, you are able to live on a dream further, be able to say, I'm going to work hard for it. I'm going to seek help where I can. I'm going to um, stay focused, be disciplined, have fun at the same time. Because I'm going to be a robot. <laughs> you know, have fun because you forget to have fun. All so serious, you forget to have fun. And that's where the creative juices come through. Yeah. And for a young girl that is out there that believes in themselves, keep doing that. Sometimes people won't believe in your dream. They'll think they're absurd. Never mind that. You need that criticism to say, if you are really doing something great, not everyone is going to love it. Mm. But take that as uh, something that will propel you and help you be better. You know, love yourself. I think I'll continuously say, love yourself. Because if you love yourself, you're going to respect yourself. Okay. 
We're going to have to leave it there, Coach. Unfortunately, the line is failing us now as we're wrapping up our conversation. But it's been a wonderful, insightful chat with you. And thank you for giving us some of your time last week and uh, this week. I think a lot of people have found out a lot more about you uh, tonight. And by the way, she was also part of the 2010 World Cup draw. We didn't even get into that. But thanks for your time, Coach. We love watching you on TV. And we wish you all the best with the team that you're coaching. Sport on on SAFM. Oh, she's gone. Okay, now the line really failed failed us there. I wanted to, to say goodbye. But